This is the 18th season of Bass Talk Live. With your host, Matt Pangrad. BTL is brought to you by Lorance, Bass Cat Boats, AFCO, Strike King Lures, Sunline, Big Bite Baits, Spro, X-Zone Lures, Gamakatsu, The Bass Tank, Denali Rods, and Pro Guide Bass. PTL, coming at ya! Good morning and welcome to another exciting edition of BTL Bass Talk Live, where we are going to talk about bass fishing. The pause there was I had the speakers turned on, so I, I picked up the bad habit of jamming out to the tunes in the studio like Jeffries used to do back in the day, but then you put the headphones on, you forget that the speakers are on, and then you get some reverb. Anyway, it is a Wednesday, December 7th. And Mr. Bradley Hallman is back in studio for another exciting show. What's up, Bradley? Not much. I had to come in studio to get a new hat. It is. So those that's a one-of-a-kind hat. There's only like 10 of those in existence because you have to like buy the patch. So those were the ones we originally sold. Like I said, I've been through this long, drawn-out process of getting the merchandise store back up and running in time. Capitalism, right? For the holiday, for the holiday season. Well, I only had one. And it right, was the I gray know. one, and right. I've worn it so much that it has the sweat ring around it. Me too, and I didn't even have any of the black ones. So, so the, uh, when I, I talked, she said, we've got like eight or nine hats left. What do you want me to do? And I said, just send it. Send them all to me. Wow. So I've got a little stack because there's some people I need to take care of for a hat. Well, I just come in this morning. There's all this new stuff in here. I got new lid for the BTL. You had a new beat down outdoors hat, and you're wearing a brand new jacket. What's up with that thing? It is. This is the uh, Crosswinds Puff Jacket from AFCO. Would you like to know more details about this, Bradley? Most definitely. It is uh, made from 100% recycled polyester. It's wind resistant. Ooh. has a zippered chest pocket. <laughs> covered elastic cuffs. But no, I ordered a bunch of this stuff, and then this is one of the new ones that they came in. But I had always wanted the puffy jacket, yep. but with the hood. And this one has the hood. Sharp. Available in three. It's only 119 bucks. It was like Christmas when I came in this morning. There yeah, was new it, stuff is a, it is a bunch of new stuff, but this is probably my new favorite jacket from AFCO. Understandably. And I feel like at 119 is pretty reasonable. I have, I have, I have AFCO something favorite too, but I've had it a while. Have you ordered any cup. of the new AFCO stuff? You're an AFCO guy at all. Do, or do you just, you just go with what you like that's comfortable, Dude, and so, then when someone sends you something new, then you wear it? It is so bad. I don't think I've ordered anything in two years. And someone was like, how do you not order? And I'm like, well, you know, we go to enough functions and different things that they're handing stuff out, you know, and so I go home with a new right. sweatshirt, and I go home with a new hoodie, and, you know, so... Um, I, I've, my closet's full of Afclo clothing. Cause but. I called Matt. So I called Matt before I put a, uh, order in and I say, Hey, anything I need to wait on, anything new coming out. And he was like, hey, this crosswind puff jacket is going to be legit. So I waited for it. And then I got, I got two colors actually. Well, this Afco coffee cup is legit. I, got I don't even know where I, the I don't even know where it came from. Like, do you have one of these? That's not an Afco coffee cup. That's yeah. just an Afco sticker on it. That was mine. I don't think so, Bubba. Are you sure? Because it came out of my missing. kitchen cabinet, and okay. it's, it's well, the Boomer tea, Sooner Red. The T's missing. It is. It's AFCO now. <laughs> American <laughs> Fishing Company. 
I don't know where it came from. Anyway. You think it was yours? No, it's, it had to be yours. Is there any other stickers on there? No, that's it. And I don't know where it came from. There's not a blue diamond one on the back of it? No. Okay, I have one that's that same red, but it's got the, a blue diamond AFCO deal on the back of it. I don't know, but I like it. All right. Uh, today's show, this is what I want to do. So I got fired up this morning, Bradley, on the way in, and I was listening to uh, Dusty, Danny and Dusty in the morning, which is my favorite show slash podcast about college football. Listen to it for an hour to two hours every morning. Like I wake up to have it on at six and they're talking about the Heisman, obviously Hendon Hooker got left out of the Heisman. You had CJ Stroud in, you have uh, uh, the J, uh, the quarterback for Georgia that mm-hmm. got in and then Hooker should not have been left out. No. And then you've got the top two. Caleb obviously. Williams and did Duggan make it? Yeah, he's one, two. Max Duggan and Caleb Williams. Hooker should have made it. Right. But it got me thinking, and they were talking, you know, then they were talking about the snubs and everything, and they were mm-hmm. talking about it, and it got it led me to the comparison with bass fishing. This is what I, I, I want to go into this for, like, a long portion of the show, if you're good with that. Because we've uh, talked about elite uh, series and plans and sponsors and all that. I'm tired of that. I want to talk about some, some bass fishing stuff. So you, you want to you wanna look at the Heisman of bass fishing. For the year. Well, well, yeah. So I want to go into... So we used to have the 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 uh, Team BZ Awards, where we had like first and second team. Jeffrey's got them like a plaque and everything. Right. But I know that Bass Fan has like the world rankings. Or the... Well, not world. I don't know what they... Here, what do they call them? Let me check that. They have the rankings. The Bass Fan world rankings. And it's Jacob Wheeler. It's been Jacob Wheeler. It is Jacob Wheeler. Their top 10 is Jacob Wheeler, Michael Neal, Dustin Connell, Ott Defoe, Justin Lucas, Chris Johnson, Alton Jones Jr., Brandon Polinick, Lester, Alton Jones Sr. And it's got numbers I, I, and there's I all have, sorts of different ways. We that all they have looked at those rankings for 15 to 20 years and there has always been some discrepancy. But right? that's guys the, on yes. different tours, you know, you can't get it all out by numbers. There needs to be a human element involved. Would you agree with that? I, I, I 100% agree. And that's, what's, that's what makes it great to talk about. But we have had some incredible years in professional bass fishing in 2022 okay. on, a number of different, on a number of different fronts, right? You have BPTs and Opens and Elite Series and uh, Pro Circuits and dominant guys and guys who didn't win but came out of nowhere and had just a record number of top 10s. And so it got me thinking, A, here's what I want to do. I want to do our Heisman, our... Uh, it's. I don't want to say like, uh, what would you call it? MVP. It'd be the MVP, the most valuable. But you can't use the same. Okay, let's go through the criteria for MVP or ang- Yeah, MVP. What are the What is the criteria for MVP in your in your opinion? You have to be the most valuable guy to your team. Okay, but this isn't a team. This is right. an individual. Well, deal. so then could, I wanted to go listen, with like stop, man of the stop. year. It could be could be the most valuable to the circuit or circuits at which they are a part of because some of these other wins or performances should count positively or negatively so if if a guy has say it's a bpt guy and he wins one on the pro circuit he should get credit for that the same as an elite series guy should get credit for an open right that's because it's the whole year. It's their it's their body of work as a whole. So right. like if you look at, at at Major League Baseball, 
the rules for voting for, for MVP, which is on a team, which is a little different than individual. Actual value of a player to his team, that is strength of offense and defense, number of games played, general character, disposition, loyalty, and effort. Uh, and it says then that former winners are eligible and members of the committee may vote for more than one member uh, of a team. So those are kind of the things for, but then you go to like man of the year in football and there's diff soccer and there's different criteria. Okay. So for if that. we, if we put the criteria into bass fishing, number of tournaments fish should count. Okay. And it shouldn't affect you negatively. If you fish 20 of them and you have a couple of bad ones because you have more opportunities to have bad ones, right? Correct. Number of events fished against field size. 100%. I'm literally writing this down. We're making this list now as to what you, you find important. Uh, win, wins. Wins without a shadow of a doubt is a bumper. Do you put wins first or what do you put number one? Wins or championship wins? Championship wins. So championship wins. But we don't have any championships as of. Yeah, there's a 2022 Red Crest and a 2022 Toyota Series champ and a 2022 uh, Opens champ and Keith Poche okay. and a 2022 okay. 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 Classic okay. champ. Okay. All right. And Jason Christie. All right. All right. All right. You're right. So championship wins. Yes. Then chip wins, definitely. And then here, let's just do wins and then championships. Yep. And regular season. Then top 10%. Ang- or you want to go Angler of the Years after that? Wins. Angler of the Years probably got to go above. It's at least got to go above wins, okay. but not championships. It's in between. Okay. And, and if you're, if and there's you're, a lot of, and there's a lot of people that would argue, especially pro anglers, that the AOI should be on top, but it's not on top, not in my mind. Okay. And if you are following along uh, in the uh, chat, feel free if you guys think we're missing something to chime in on what you guys think is important as as fans or anglers. I see some anglers in the chat this morning too uh so angler angler of the years wins championship regular season uh number of events fished yeah definitely and then taking into account field size because yep you know the bpt's at 80 78 980 angler deal the opens are 220 the pro circuit was 150 i i think the toyotas should count too those were some of those were 300 something boat tournaments yep. gunnersville I don't know how many, but there were. There were some that fished Toyotas. The, yeah, there were a bunch, like D- Dakota Ebear and stuff. Anyway, we'll get into names later because it gets kind of Western if you actually look at it. That's why we're assembling this list now. Okay. Angler of the Year titles. Wins, championships, regular season, number of events fished against field size. I would think that top 10 finishes would have – I would think top 10 finishes go above number of events fished. Yes. Number of events fished is going to be lower on the criteria as far as points scored, but... Yearly earnings then goes under top tens. Because, dude, there's guys that have won three quarters of a million dollars, and that's a very successful season. Even if they only had one or two key tournaments, that jumps them up. Yes. You know, and back to AOY, not only should AOY matter, but AOY standings should matter. 
Yeah, that's that's what I've got. Oh, Angler of the Year titles. Okay, top 10 finishes. So do you want to do Angler of the Year standings or, or money earned? Which one's more important, do you think? I would venture to say money earned because there's a couple I'm, I'm, years like, you know, if the guy wins like the Millennium or like when Scott Suggs won a million dollars, that could have been one of his only good tournaments of the year. But he still is going to jump way up in the in the the MVP because the dude won a million dollars in a bass tournament. But you're already giving him more credit for the win of a championship. I'm going to say LY standings first because we're already giving more credits. The number one thing on this list is winning championships, correct? Okay. So we're already there. So you don't want to double credit that score. Okay, so top 10 finishes in Angler of the Year standings typically go hand in hand. Because if they you have do. a lot of top 10s and you finish high. Yep. But now, I will say this. AOI standings and, and, and yearly earnings do not always go hand in hand. Matter of fact, a lot of times they don't. We see that a lot. Right. I'm just throwing up some of the comments. Uh, he's saying AOI shows consistency and should hold more weight. That is why we do have uh, Angler of the Year title as the number one. Uh, JD, I just got four bottles, four bottles of the secret seasoning. Did you really? Yeah, it literally shipped like 33 minutes after I ordered. <laughs> really? I got, I got one of the barbecue... Two of the sweet and savory and one of the sweet and spicy. Of J.D. Murray's. Yes, and it came with a handwritten note. Hey, he needs to hit me up. Um, I've got an idea for him. This is totally off base. Other, Another topic, but I've seen a marketing strategy that he needs to go down. For J.D. Murray's seasoning Absolutely. or for the kayak? J.D. Murray seasoning, 100%, without a shadow of a doubt. I've seen the proof, and it all goes back to jump cut, editing, video. So the years of, of you and Jeffries teaching me how to edit video has come into hand, come into play here. Yeah, I, I definitely. A matter of fact, I'm going to start playing with it for uh, bass fishing for my uh, social media jump cuts. Sorry, I, I went way up. No, 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 that's I'm fine. Going, we'll go squirrel. I saw a squirrel. I like it. But yes, JD needs to reach out to me for the JD Murray. He did that deal with us. Was that la- two years ago or last year? Two years ago. Two years ago. Anyway, and you know, he sent us some free ones, and we kind of promoted some of it. Yeah. But we're, I mean, we're not doing anything with it. And I legitimately was out of it and was like, I need more of this. So I saw he had like a sale. The bottles were on sale. So I actually I had this year. We, in, this year we cooked with it out of my box in the, my kitchen box that I travel with. You were like, Oh yeah. my god, you still got some of this? And I was like, Yeah, dude, it never comes out except for when we're on the road. Well, see, I use it like every. I legitimately use it every day. Like I spent like sixty bucks on it for four bottles. Right. It was well worth it. Right. Side note, we have Angler of the Year titles. We are discussing MVP criteria across everybody who cast at a professional level this year. Mm -hmm. Angler of the Year titles, wins, championships, regular season, top 10 finishes, Angler of the Year standings, money earned, number of events fished against the field size. Uh, I think you have to throw an impact on the bass fishing industry slash angler community because I think if if they're getting people involved in fishing, if they have like Bobby Lane, Bobby Lane wins Redcrest and then just has the Bobby Lane Cup with all those kids down, like that's yeah. that's valuable. That's valuable to the sport. That's adding value okay. to it. Right. Jacob Wheeler does the same thing. All Look right. at what Polinick does with his social media. Okay. So how do how do you want to word that? So uh, uh, value added to industry. It would have to be value added outside of tournaments. How about that? 
So it could include social media. It could include high school camps. It could include. I like it. All right. Yeah. Value added to industry outside of, of tournaments. Yep. That's a good one. That's a, that's a key one. Yeah. I like that. The Heisman is supposed to be based off of performance. It's, that's what we're having this discussion. It's a very, there you go, Communi- community involvement. That's a good way to say it, too. Cuts made. That would be top 10 finishes. Yeah. All right, so are, are we good with these seven right here before we dive into some, some analysis? Yeah, what I'm hoping is, is I'm hoping that you have a list of guys that you have invited to New York, so I don't have to do that part. I do. You have our list that's invited to New York. Yes. Who is it? Well, I want to make sure we're good with the list, for with with our top seven. Okay. Angler of the Year titles, we agree. Number Number one criteria is Angler of the Year titles. I I didn't say that was number one criteria. I said championships was number one criteria. I said that a lot of pro anglers would put the AOI at the top of the criteria. Okay, so let let me ask you this question: If you could win, if you could have AOI in any of the tours, BPT or the Elite Series, or you could have Jason Christie moment on stage with the big trophy, which one do you want? Listen, I was on with. the bait man last week it's when someone asked on that it said is matt would matt rather win an angler of the year or would matt rather win the angler of the year or the elite uh or the classic right yeah and i said i said oh that's a good question blah, blah blah and then i said i didn't grow up as a 12 year old ride my bike down to the rock springs pond and flip a three pounder on the bank and say that's the one for the angler of the year no, I pretended that it was the dang Bassmaster Classic. Okay. So you're agreeing with me? Yeah, 100%. Okay. That's why I don't I say- think there's many kids that grow up. I think once you get into it and see the realities of it and how hard it is to grind and the respect for your peers, that's when the Angler of the Year becomes more valuable. But I don't think anyone grows up saying, I want to win Angler of the Year titles. I think they want to grow up winning the dang Classic. That's correct. So championship should be the number one on top and then AOI after that. Perfect. All right. Championships, Angler of the Year titles, then wins. Wins is three. Yeah, definitely. Hardware is always important. Yep. So all three of those are hardware. Yep. Okay. Top ten finishes. Those are gold. Angler of the Year standings. Because, I mean, in all reality, if you ain't first, I mean, it's... You That's remember. not necessarily true. I mean... AOI standing seventh and eighth and sixth and fifth and ninth. I know and 12th it's all and, good, but I'm just saying to have it down at five with Angler of the Year titles at two with those in between. Yes, but I'm just saying that you know a guy that finishes fifteenth in AOI and then wins the championship winner winner chicken dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's why we're gonna. All right, money earned number six, number seven, number of events fish against the field, number eight. Uh, I'm gonna. I would switch this. I would put number of events. Fit, I would put the value added to the industry outside of tournaments above. No, we'll keep it number eight. Okay. Because it's all performance-based. Okay. Number of events fish against a field size, number eight, value added to the industry outside of tournaments. For 
MVP purposes, yes. I like this list a lot. This is interesting. All right. So we have our our eight things. This is for the, the MVP, the most valuable player, the player of the year, the overall arching angler of the year and company in every single. Is that cartoon poster over there supposed to be you on the bottom? Yeah, freaking out. It doesn't even look like you. That's because I've pointed out. It does out, look like well, Jeffries. I've pointed out in the past months I've gained about 30 pounds this year. So I've, I've got You look much... 60 pounds heavier in that cartoon. Well, it, have, have your viewers it, ever seen that poster before? Yeah, I've got one up in the new studio. It's badass. Can I show it off right now? Yeah. Okay, let me go get it. Duck, no. duck. No. So you go into the camera. Another, and another squirrel. Okay. Uh, well, I think it looks like it was maybe, maybe done in advance of my drastic... Uh, no, that dude does a bunch of different ones. He's done stuff for like Ike Live and all sorts of stuff. That's freaking awesome. All right. <laughs> I think we've showed we've showed this, haven't we? I don't know. I don't remember. I was just staring looking at it. It does not look like you. So the thing is, tilt it down just a little. There you go. So the thing on that is, there's Jeffries, the old curmudgeon. With the mic trying to, you know, take all the fun out of it. And then there's me down there trying to fish, just having a catatonic meltdown. I think it looks like me. But you are the one holding the fish. I am the one holding the fish. But it does not look like you. That what was is, my only point. What is Jeffrey's holding? That's a good question. Oh, he has a bass. That is a bass mouth wide open. Jeffrey's? Yes. Okay. Very interesting. I must have caught it and let him hold it. All oh, right. Yeah, anyway, sorry. Yeah, they're talking about that that uh, added value to the industry outside of tournaments is kind of like the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. Yeah. Yeah. I know in marketing in our industry that would be a higher uh, criteria in those guys' eyes, right? The true MVP should be valuable on and off the water. I agree. That's because that's, that's, out why, of, we're here. that's, why, that's why we're here. That's why yep. it's the one of the eight eight yep. bullet points. Yep. Dude, I don't I don't think you could come up with a better list than that. It's pretty good. Pretty good. All right. So you want to see who's in, who's invited to more Oklahoma? Um I'm really excited to hear who is coming to is it more Oklahoma? Well, that's where we're doing this, dude, okay. this show right now. So, yeah. I mean, I guess that's new. where. Where would they? Where would be the stump? Who's invited to the stump? <laughs> that would be a great place to have it, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I can't think of a better place than the stump. So to have the, it's either the stump or Hemp Hill, Texas. One of the two. That's like one in the same. <laughs> it's got to be the stump. Okay. The ceremonies at the stump for the for the MVP of professional bass fishing in 2022. Can you imagine the amount of ribeyes sold at that event along with whiskey? They would run low on whiskey. Could you imagine that? That would be a heck of a deal. Everybody invited, everybody all dressed up. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right. So for 2022, because everything's done. There ain't nobody in the, ain't nobody. That's great grammar. There isn't anybody fishing the team series on Hartwell, which 
Oh, I'm twitching. I didn't realize that Team Series was on Hartwell. I really wanted to. I should have made I think you should go to commercial first before you announce. That way I can the at fo- least okay. see the. How many the- are we doing? Are we keeping it to a number? Because it can't just be like No, 10. it's just like the Heisman. It, it, some years it's three guys. Some years it's five. Some years there may be seven. I don't know that the Heisman's ever had seven, but they've definitely been five deep. All right. We have our criteria. Wednesday on BTL, Brad Holman in studio. When we come back, we will unveil our list of anglers, our short list, the the finalists for the MVP of professional bass fishing in 2022 based on the eight criteria that we just created. BTL will be back right after this. Introducing HDS Pro. Watch fish reacting to your lure live with Active Target 2. Get game-changing clarity in the megahertz range with the new Active Imaging HD Sonar. Find the richest fishing spots with CMAPS charts. Take full control of your boat with the ultimate fishing system. HDS Pro. The more you see, the more you catch. The new Puma STS has been redesigned from the ground up. With the angler, design, function, and performance in mind, nothing on this new offering was compromised, and the only thing carried over from the previous version is the name. Based on the soft touch series hull that started with the flagship Jaguar, this new model is nimble and performs incredibly well at all speeds with either a 250 or 300 horsepower engine. Featuring a new 96 inch wide body footprint, this hull measures out at 20 foot 7 inches in length. Industry-leading design coupled with tournament-winning performance. The Puma STS from BassCat. Feel the rush. Hey guys, Gerald Swindle representing the AFCO Hydronaut. This is the jacket I love wearing when times is tough, and I'm talking about the weather, not the fishing. The jacket, what I like, I got a double cup right here. I can seal up the bottom of my jacket, because when you're fishing, you're holding your arms up, you're bad about getting water that runs downhill. Everything bends good, I'm long arm. Look, it fits very comfortable. My arms are flexible. I've got the speed hood on, pouring down rain. I can get everything zipped up. One thing they did is they made plenty of pocket space. If you ain't got no pockets in a Hydronaut rain suit, you just got too much stuff from the water membrane. Brain. That's 30K, baby. 30 times the reason you ain't gonna get wet. Super warm. If it's cold in the wintertime, you put on your Hydronaut, you're gonna be a much more comfortable person. If you don't wanna just look sexy at Dairy Queen, wear your Hydronaut. We got it from small to 5A. Most rain gear does not come in that many sizes. You got waist adjusting straps. We can make it fit you. No matter what the environment is, we want you to be comfortable, we want you to be dry. You gotta check it out. It ain't gonna let you down. The KVD 100 Jerkbait. 15 different colors, a perfect combination of roll, wiggle, and flash. Increased castability, 3D eyes, premium black nickel hooks, KVD, tie one on, striking lures. Elite Series Pro, Daryl Gleason here. My Pro Guide batteries keep me going on those long tournament days and long practice days. Always plenty of juice, never fail. The best part about Pro Guide batteries, it's the people behind the company. They have over 40 years experience in the battery business, keeping all of us fishermen out on the water longer, catching more fish. Check them out at ProGuideBatteries.com. What's up, Bass Talk Live fans? Brandon Polinick here. And ever since I won a couple Bassmaster Elite Series events on X-Zone Lures, I've been getting a bunch of questions of what makes them so special and different 
And really the truth is it's in the details, the little details, things like no cheap fillers in their plastic that gives you more lifelike action, more realistic and vibrant colors. But don't just take my word for it. Go to www.exxonlures.com and check them out for yourself. Are you looking to install your own fishing electronics? Well, the Bass Tank is here to help you. The solution is the Bass Tank Power Harness. It takes the guesswork out of installation. No more voltage issues or interference. Designed by an engineer so that you can get professional results right there in your own garage. Installation done right with the help of the Bass Tank Power Harness. You can feel confident knowing that your installation was done right. The Bass Tank Power Harness. Give us a call or order yours today at thebasstank.com. All right, welcome back. BTL on a Wednesday. Bradley Hallman in studio. And we are taking a deep dive into who we believe the MVP of professional bass fishing in 2022 is. Prior to the break, the eight criteria for this. Championships, Angler of the Year titles, wins, top 10 finishes, AOI standings, money earned, number of events, fish against the field, and value added to the industry outside of tournaments. There are people on here that disagree with us. Um, What are you looking at? Comments. The comments are right there. I know, but you have control of scrolling. Here, I have the control. Which ones do you want me to put up? Well, Ken Duke says the classic has never been easier to win. And so, therefore, this is the argument. Who therefore, said that? Nate Wilson. AOI. See, you can't find it, but I'm in control over here. Um, I argue that I would start with how many classics has Ken Duke won as an argument. He said, just ask Ken Duke. I know because Ken has obviously made the comment that the classic is easier to win now than ever. AOI. Ah, that's because I, I, I disagree. AOI is okay. Nate said AOI mm-hmm. is h- harder than championships. Mm-hmm. It means you have what it takes to stick around. Classic has never been easier to win. Just ask Ken. Duke. Well, Ken Duke's not here. I don't, I don't, has he said that I don't on know. the show? I don't know. That's a, I don't think the classic will ever be easy to win. It's definitely not easy to qualify for. No. I'm just basing, to qualify for I, I'm it. basing it off of there's been a lot of guys through the years that have qualified for many classics, but have never won anything, not even right. regional tournaments. But then there's also guys who qualify for a lot of classics and won multiple. A hundred percent. What Ken Duke, it's all flooding back to me now. What Ken Duke is saying is, Statistically, if you if you look at it, the classic field is is three days as opposed to four, and there's f- roughly fifty anglers in it as opposed to a hundred or more. Oh, I hundred so, percent agree with this argument. So it if, is the easiest tournament to win. If you take the outside circumstances out of it, then mm. it should be the easiest. But also, then you could counter that by saying those fifty that are in it are better than the fields that you've been fishing against because of how they qualify. Not only are they better, they're all shooting for one thing, right? Just what you said. What is second place? Winning's everything. So everyone in that field, whereas opposed to to other tournaments, guys are still concerned about points, cash and checks. Um, There's other criteria involved, but at the Classic, they're only shooting for one thing. All 50 guys trying to win. But I do agree with 50 guys, three days. I've always felt this way. In the spring, pre-spawn, generally speaking, um, yeah, it 
it would be an easier derby to win. All right, so let's start then by compiling our list. Pull up word here because I'm making notes on all this stuff. I think right, right, obviously, right off the hop, you got to add the two guys, the angler of the years. Uh, on well, you got to add the the angler Just, of the years on both tours. So Jacob Wheeler on the BPT side. You have the list and Brandon Pollen. Okay, like I said, this is the part I don't want to pick. Okay, this is the list of people that are invited. I am also uh, going to back up Brandon Polinick with multiple winner, and we can go in for each each guy after this. Why? But I think Brandon Lester gets an invite to this. Second in the AOI? Yes. Absolutely. Winner of an Open? Absolutely. Winner of a Bassmaster Elite Series? I like it. Only guy to cash a check in every single Elite Series event this year. Wow. He gets an invite to the stump. That is a very hard thing to do, checks in every event. Remember when McClellan was like the only guy standing one year? We were in California Delta, and he was on year two, and like the closest guy to him was four or five tournaments away from cashing the check at every event. Yes. Uh, next is Michael Neal, Bass Pro Tour Angler of the Year, fished both the BPT or the, he's the invite uh, Pro Circuit Angler of the Year. Fish both the BPTs and the Invitationals, and after we get this list, we can go back through the stats. We might circle back to Michael Neal here, Bradley. I got a feeling. I'm not kidding. Uh, Jacob Wheeler, Brandon Polinick, Brandon Lester, Michael Neal, and then there's two more that I'm going to throw in here. I'm going to throw Dakota Ebear in this year. Okay. Crazy stats on Dakota Ebear. Little tweak here, little tweak there, and the dude wins like six tournaments in 2022. He won zero. Had the potential to legitimately win like 10 at all different levels across everything. It's insane. When you have a lot, when you look at the number of top Mm -hmm. 10 finishes that he Mm -hmm. had, money earned, he checks a ton of boxes off on this list of the eight criteria that we're going with. Cool story about him. Can I back up and tell Absolutely. a little inside story? Yeah, I got to do a little bit of research here. So. What year was it, the Costa Championship, that you top 10 that Andrew Upshaw won? 2019. Okay. 2019. Dakota's probably, golly, 22 years old at the time. Not very old. Um, he ended up in the house with us uh, at that event. I'd never roomed with him before. was Perfectly aware of who he was from on the FLW Tour. He's a Texas guy. Spends a lot of time at Rayburn, Toledo. Kind of a Louisiana guy, too, right? Yeah. He has some Louisiana. Maybe yep. he's from Louisiana originally. He's right there on the border somewhere. Anyway, um, new guy in the house, Castledine, Upshaw, myself, and and him. And um, <laughs> Ebear, he, I come in the first day of practice in the evening, and Ebear's already there. And I can smell the grill burning. Oh, yeah. Oh, you already like this guy. And he has got steaks on the grill. And I'm like, I'm liking this guy. And I crack the grill open, and he's got two little bitty steaks on it. Uh oh. <laughs> and I was like, what's that? And he's like, yeah, I went to the store, man. I was hungry. I got some steaks. I was he like, didn't get them for the house. I said, Son, <laughs> it's not how it works around here. 
<laughs> you can't show up without no steak. so we wrote him all week about him cooking his two steaks but uh that was the time frame in 19 when we were discussing the purchase of flw by mlf and trying to decide what we were all going to do and what was best for our own interests and todd your nemesis being headstrong as he is is mm-hmm. just pounding pounding on Dakota about what he should and shouldn't do and why he should and shouldn't do it. And I listened to the conversation throughout the evening. And Dakota, you know, he's young and he's listening to everything Todd's saying. And I disagreed with Todd a lot about what he was saying. I didn't say anything, but I just listened and I disagreed. But uh, Dakota, it was not what he was wanting to really hear. He was He was really feeling like he should stay put. And obviously we were leaving at the time. And, um, anyway, long story short, next morning we get up and it's early and I'm like, Hey man, I could tell the wheels are spinning, not just about the tournament, but what he's going to do and where he's going to fish. And I was like, dude, you're young. You're making a place for yourself. Like if I was in your shoes, I would be doing the opposite of what I'm doing. I really would. And to see him progress and come along like he has, dude, it's been extremely impressive. Extremely impressive i agree and uh he's 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 taken some lumps through the years just like everybody has but that kid works he works hard he works really hard i was really proud of him anyway backstory on dakota all right i'm i wonder if he still brings two stakes to the house he's staying in yeah you're over there focused on what you're doing. You're not listening to me. Now, uh, obviously, okay. So the list then, I'm, I'm on the list here, right? Jacob Wheeler, Brandon Polinick, Brandon Lester, Michael Neal, Dakota Ebear, and then, without a doubt, Dustin Connell. Those are your three. Chris Johnston have a shot of making this list? An invite? Yeah, I think he would probably be the next. Well, I mean, how many do we have right now? Six. Well, let's not add seven. No. There's not seven invited. You have six on the list. Yeah. That's a lot. I mean, Chris Johnson had a crazy good 2022, but he didn't win any of the year. I mean, he finished with a sixth, a second, and a second. His He had another a, a, a fifth. He had a 52nd in there, but, you know, didn't have a win, didn't win Angler of the Year. 52nd was his worst finish, and he didn't win AOI. Correct. Wow. Well, no, he had a 63rd in Florida. Okay. Like three of his first four. He went 35th, 63rd, 52nd. Florida's not a place that guy stumbles very often either. Yeah, I know. Um, All right, let's get to it. Who are the six? So we're good with this list then. Give me the give Any, me the six. Anybody else think there needs to be anyone on this list? Jason Christie wins a Bassmaster Classic and wins an Elite Series event too. <laughs> Jason Christie also like zero to tournament though. Where did he finish in the AOI? He he had a really tough go of it after the Classic win, but I mean, if you're going to put championship wins on number one, it is number one. He finished in 27th in the Angler of the Year race. 
Santee Cooper, he finished 93rd. He only fished the Elite Series in 2022 also, correct? Correct. Didn't dabble in anything else? No, I don't, no. Okay. I don't, golly. So he wins, this is 2022 for Chris. He wins Sabine. Here's the problem, he started out with a 50th, a 34th, then he wins the Classic, finishes last at Santee Cooper with four pounds, then he wins on Chickamauga. Oh yeah, Chick. But then after that, he only had one top 20 finish. I'm not, I'm saying only. We're talking about the MVP. Like, I'm not. You know what I mean? He went 29th, 25th, 21st, 73rd, and 14th. All right. Connell won three and became the most winningest angler in the history of the Bass Pro Tour. Went back-to-back wins and finished sixth in heavy hitters, fourth in red crest, and third in another event. Who was that? Connell. Okay. Where does Sheffield fall in this? Good question. And I also want to check out Kyle Hall before you get done with your... Okay. Because he don't know he has two wins. So, Spencer Sheffield obviously wins the Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit title this year on the St. Lawrence River. Okay. The last title ever. Okay. Uh, he goes second, tw- or fourth, 24th, 37th, 7th, 86th, 11th, and first. And then he also, if you want to throw this in, finished second in the one bass US Open. It definitely gets thrown in. So here's here's my issue with this. Michael Neal, so if you're gonna take one from the pro circuit, right? Michael Neal wins the Angler of the Year in twenty twenty two. It's back to back Angler of the Years. He finishes he had a hundred and fifth place at Pickwick Lake. These are his other finishes. First, that's a win. 10th, 3rd, 4th, 15th, and 12th. This is why there should only be three to five, four guys invited. That's what I'm saying. So I'm I'm taking you you have an angler of the year versus the win, but look at that consistency. Then you throw in Michael Neal's BPT stats, 14th, 57th, 3rd. He was 10th at Redcrest, so a top 10 in the in the. BPT championship, a top 12 in heavy hitters, uh, and then finished the year out with a, a 10th and a third as well and was, was in the uh, okay. top 10 of the angler of the year. He won the angler of the year on the, on the pro circuit, back-to-back, won an event, top 10 red crest, top 12 the title event, and top 10 the angler of the year on the BPT. So that's basically how Spencer got. You know, Spencer didn't didn't fish as many events. What either. is the Jordan Lee two classics top ten every BPT event? Pete Cook. What what what? Or you are they, are you have maybe they're having a discussion on there on the yeah chat. it could be something different. This is just for twenty twenty two folks, right? So you're good with that list, and we've kind of dived into it. Jacob give, Wheeler, give me the list. Jacob Wheeler, Brandon Polinick, Brandon Lester, Michael Neal. Dakota Ebear and Dustin Connell. 
Yeah, and I think when we start crunching these numbers, it's going to look a lot like the Heisman, and there's probably going to be two or three that are also Rands. I don't think it's going to be – I think there's going to be a couple that are really close, maybe three. <clears throat> okay. Let's let's take the look at the list, and let's see the list of guys who are invited, but they're there to enjoy the stump, that's the what, steak, and the whiskey. What I, that's what I'm talking about, yeah. So we're going to call some guys out. Steak and whiskey. Right? I like this. As much as I hate to do it and with it, Dakota Ebert, no angler of the years, no wins, no championships. Earnings, yes. Top tens, yes. Top fives, yes. But it's hard to compete with like what I just talked about with Michael Neal and three wins from Dustin Connick. How many top tens for Ebert? When I had him on the show, it was like 11. Oh, my gosh. Hold on. Let me pull it up. Yearly earnings would be hard to yeah. come up with. Okay, so uh, Eber finished second in the in the Tackle Warehouse title, right? He was ninth in the pro circuit uh, standings. He had a second on the James River, a third on Lake Champlain, a second in the title. In the Toyota, he top 40 the Toyota Series uh, championship this year he also had a top 10 in the toyota series on rayburn with a third place finish there he also he fished a a ridiculous amount and then he also i think had five top five finishes on the bpt okay very very strong Golly. Okay. But no Angler of the Year titles. No wins. Can can we say he is not going to be the the MVP of 2022? Yes. Okay. But I will say this. Of all the guys that are invited to the stump, he knows his way around the stump better than anyone. (laughs) So he is going to be the hometown favorite and enjoy his steak and whiskey. Like, he knows everyone that works there. (laughs) He knows them all. That's his stomping ground. I agree. So, like I said, no disrespect to any of these guys, but we're calling it out. This is is not a participation trophy. Okay. This is the BTL MVP. All right, so Dakota's enjoying whiskey and steak. As much as I, I hate to do it, I gotta, I gotta put Brandon Lester in that group too. Now, sentimentally, I think that you know Lester had been doing this. He was probably the best guy out there, and I don't count Chris Zaldane as having won a full field elite series event. He's won the Angler of the Year stuff and the smaller field, but you know before that, I think it was Bill Lowen who was out there who had over a million dollars and didn't have a regular season win. Yeah, I think Lester was in that group. Not any longer. He wins in Florida and the Bassmaster Open blows that away and then he wins an elite series event as well he gets two wins back to back and like i said the only angler to make all eight checks on the Bassmaster elite series and finishes second in the aoy yeah uh sorry for the breaks i'm, I'm just pulling up his stats here because i wanted to do this as organically as possible so brandon's enjoying steak and whiskey at the stump yes so Brandon did fish some opens, but in 2022, he wins the first one. So his Elite Series finishes, 28th, 5th. He fished the Classic, 38th, 30th, 
Uh, I have to elite. 23rd, 42nd, 1st at Pickwick, 32nd, 37th, 4th. Very nice year. Opens. Yes, he did uh, just the Southerns? Almost a quarter of two quarter, a quarter of a million dollars. Just the Southerns? Yeah, fish the Southerns. What are those finishes? Southern Open finishes are first, 21st, Ooh. and 56th. Wow. He qualified for the Elite Series again, didn't he? Where was he at in the AOI point standings of the Southern? Hold on. I do. I gotta be up. I do have to give Bass credit. You can now navigate the website if you want to look at something. You can find it. So he 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 finished in second in the Angler of the Year on the Elite Series by like twenty points to Brandon Polinick. Southern Open point standings. uh, He was in eighth. He finished first, twenty first, and fifty second, and was not going to qualify. Yeah, that's right because it's the fifty point deal. Correct. Golly, that sounds like. Ugh. Corey Weaver Outdoor says pulling Lester out is a crime. Guys, there were 80 on the BPT, 100 on the Elite Series, yeah. 150 on the Pro Circuit this year. We're also throwing in uh, Toyotas and Opens. Yeah. And he's in the top five. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, dude, you're dealing with. Well, we'll show the list that we have after that. But are you you're good with? I'm with good. I'm good. With, I'm good with Brandon good, Lester with Brandon joining Havis. Dakota E Bar at the bar, but asking for a sweet tea in all likelihood. Yeah. All right. So now we have four. We have Jacob Wheeler, Brandon Polinick, Michael Neal, and Dustin Connell. Only one bass guy left. There is only one. There are only two bass guys, but see. I don't. I don't know how that worked. Uh, that's the list we came up with. Yeah. I was fine with that list. Are you good with that list? Yeah, I was fine with that list. There's more tournaments on the MLS side too. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go. This is fun. Who do you want to tackle next? We have to eliminate three of these guys, Brad. Let's go. Uh... Let's go Dustin Connell. We may not eliminate. Let's just go down the stats. All right. Dustin Connell, three Bass Pro Tour wins. Good God. Including back-to-back to close out the year in 2022. Okay. Fourth place finish in Redcrest, sixth place finish in Heavy Hitters, and a third place finish in Stage 5. He won stage three, stage six, and stage seven. Ooh. Um, have around half a million dollars in earnings. 300000 obviously, just for that win. Then you throw in a fourth for the Red Crest, a sixth for the heavy hitters, a third place for that. His, his season earnings are almost a half a million? Yeah, it would have to be. There's 300000 for that. And then he got a third in another one. And a sixth in heavy hitters and a fourth in red crest. So you have to go through individually for each of the red crest, or each of the BPT guys, because their stats aren't readily available. Okay. Which is weird. All right. But it isn't. Okay. I'm not I'm not sending that guy to the bar yet. Sorry. Uh, you're going to have to 
give me somebody else's numbers. Okay, I want to see if he fished anything else this year. Did not fish the Invitationals? Uh, he did not fish anything else this year. He fished uh, seven, nine events. Okay. Why fish anymore? <laughs> Golly. Yeah. That dude. And he and he became one of the winningest anglers in Bass Pro Tour history. Only Ott and Jacob have more wins. That but he been, was that, that, but he was not the angler of the year. So that's the that's the deal on that. So uh result wise. Result-wise, circuits. He has to be the, the... No, I think he tanked a couple. I think he tanked a couple. Because he finished... Uh, 13th in the Angler of the Year. He won three and was over 100 points behind Jacob Wheeler. This is where things get sketchy. All right. So this is where that's why we did this criteria because it was very important. Well, you get you get a lot of street cred, dude, with three wins. That's stupid. That's a lot of wins. Right. All right. I kind of went over Michael Neal. Let's do Michael Neal next. Like I said, I went over what Michael Neal did. Michael Neal just won. He went back to back. Now we're just taking twenty twenty two, but he won the Pro Circuit Angler of the Year. He fished the most events out of any of these anglers. He fished uh, nine and seven. He fished 16 events. Okay. Hold on. I've got too many screens open. Who are we discussing? Michael Neal. Okay. The real deal, Michael Neal. The real deal. He finished 12th in the title. Like I said, he had 100 and... Uh, $72,000 just on the, just on Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit. Okay. He had finishes a first, so there's a win. Gotcha. Wins the first one on Rayburn, got wins it. the Angler of the yep. Year. Got yep. a win, got an Angler of the Year. Tenth, yeah. third, fourth, 15th, and 12th. He had one 105th place finish on Pickwick. Okay. On the BPT side, he top-tened Redcrest. Finished 12th in heavy hitters, but 14th, 57th, 3rd, 79th, 20th, 10th, and 3rd were his other finishes. So he had, on the BPT, he had three top 10 finishes out of the seven and a top 10 finish in that championship. And he also finished in the top 10 in the Angler of the Year on the Bass Pro Tour and fished the most tournaments out of everybody. Okay. All right. He's not being sent to the bar yet either. So give me some more. All right. Let's go pollinate because this is where things get real interesting. Brandon Pollinate, Bassmaster Angler of the Year. Okay. Two time Angler of the Year. Okay. His finishes this year, and he did jump into, into some opens, but his finishes were 20th. 26th, 3rd, 12th, 2nd, 7th, 
25th, 66th, and 25th. There is there is not a W on that resume. Any opens? He fished the Southern Open on the Kissimmee chain, finished 53rd. He fished the Southern Open on Cherokee, finished 41st. He did not fish the final open. So you have and he, and in the Bassmaster Classic this year, he finished 49th. Okay. Um my vote is, is I'm sending Polnick to have some steak and whiskey. Now, where where does his uh social media and what he brings outside of that and having the kid and the tens of thousands of Viewers and listeners with the most comprehensive behind the scenes, every cast to catch journey of this thing fit into Brandon Polinick. Um Extremely strong. Connell's is extremely strong as well on YouTube. Um, I do agree with your point, but we're getting down to at least the final two. And I think of the, Two guys that were Michael Neal and Dustin Connell. We got Connell three. Right we now. haven't even talked about Jacob Wheeler. I I'm with you though. I think Polinick goes to the bar. He'll have a cold one. Yep. We must be. We're we're tapping into something. Corey Weaver said, "I feel like Holman watching a football game." I'm yelling at the screen, even though no one can hear me. <laughs> By the way, somebody asked on here earlier if I was going to be in Orlando for the Sooners to get killed by the Seminoles. And yes, I will be there. This will actually be the third bowl game that I have been to that the team that I was there rooting for was playing the Seminoles. Okay. First one was 98. I guess it was actually 99. 2001 championship. So it was actually 2000. No, I was there in 2000. In the championship, 13-2? It was a national championship. Score was not 13-2. It wasn't? What was it? It was the Tennessee Vols. Oh, okay. I I was wearing orange at that one. Oh, I got you. Um, The Vols beat the Knowles. And then the very following year, I got on a plane and flew to Miami in the Orange Bowl and watched the Sooners, the one that you're talking about, beat the Knowles. That was 13-2. That was 13-2. They had Heisman Trophy winner Chris Winkie. At QB. I remember that. We had Josh Heupel, who is now the head coach at Tennessee, was our quarterback. That's good stuff. Man. That's good history. Yeah. Huh? So this will be the third one. Uh, no fans are always great. They Brian Wildman says, I think Michael Neal gets the Bass Heisman, and it's a runaway. B, P, and DC tie for second, and Wheeler takes fourth. Neal has been dominant for two years. Uh, okay. We'll, we shall see. Logan says, I think you have to compare based on same number of events, Fish. If Neil has 16 events versus BP9, Neil will have better stats. Well, we talked about the fact that you're going to get street cred for more events before we started down this in the criteria list. Uh, I'm not sure who he's talking about, but Clay says, I hate the guy, but you can't deny his accomplishments. (laughs) I've known one of those six. Um, Corey Weaver, he, he's got a vote for Connell and then they're talking about that. All right, let's get back to the list and then we'll take a break and then we'll come back with the, with the AOI finalists. So Brandon Polinick, 
cut and paste at the bar. We're down to three. Next to Brandon Lester. Dude, I will be honest with you. The guys over at the BPT and the Pro Circuit had really amazing years. Like, there wasn't anybody that just went off the chain on the Elite Series like we see in the past this year. Yeah. So we're down to three. These are our three. Jacob Wheeler, Michael Neal, and Dustin Connell. Let's take a break. Have we gone through that? No, we got to go through Justin with Jacob Wheeler. We got through Jacob Wheeler stats. So Wheeler didn't win a tournament this year. But he did win Angler of the Year, and he never finished below 11th. <laughs> never. Not once. <laughs> that was his worst finish. Yeah. The ele- entire season. 11th. Well, that will get you AOI. That's how you beat a guy that wins three tournaments. Yeah. <laughs> Golly. He did not fish any other events. He also has a massive like high school and college event. He also has an incredible presence yeah. on He's got YouTube. It got it all. <clears throat> wow. Hold on, let me pull up the let me pull up the stats for Wheeler here. Uh results. No. Circuit. Bass Pro Tour standings. Wheeler <laughs> Wheeler made $212,000 on the BPT this year. Okay. He had 529 Angler of the Year points. This is in seven events, mind you. Seven. So there's less room for separation. Jordan Lee finished in second with 459. Golly. That is a 70-point win. In the Angler of the Year race. That's a lot. His standings. How how far is Jordan Lee in front of third place in the points? Mm, 30 points. Okay. He's... He's 70 at, in front. Yes, he is 100 points. He's 99.5 points ahead of third place in the Angler of the Year race. Alan Jones had... Uh, 429.5 points. Jacob Wheeler had 529 points. Okay. Point taken. To put that in. All right. Results. Starting on the first one. He finished seventh in stage one. He finished third in stage two. He finished third at Redcrest. He finished, oh my gosh, I have to scroll. Heavy hitters? Where was he in heavy hitters? I don't see him at heavy. Oh, he finished 19th at heavy hitters. That was a specialty event. That's why it didn't count as a regular one. Okay. Stage four, he finished fifth. Stage five, he finished in second. Stage six, he finished in second. And stage seven, he finished in 11th. Six top 10s. Six consecutive top 10s and a top five at Redcrest. Yeah. But no wins. Mm-hmm. But AOI. But AOI. All right. Let's go to break. Let's go to break. When we come back, we'll narrow it down. We'll have to send one more guy to the bar. Dakota Ebert is plastered by now. He's been sitting there for a while. <laughs> 
at the stump. What we're doing is the MVP of bass fishing, the, the Heisman Trophy for bass fishing for 2022. For 2022. Except instead of sending him to New York, we're sending him to the stump at Sam Rayburn for the trophy presentation. We started with six. We've narrowed it down to three. We'll get to two when we come back. BTL on a Wednesday. We will be back right after this. Have you considered purchasing new electronics for your rig? The type of mounts you choose to protect your investment should be part of the decision-making process. No matter if you prefer one, two, or three graphs up front, Beatdown Outdoors has a solution for you. Adjustable, versatile, rigid, and made in the USA. What's your ultimate electronic setup? Check out the full selection of Beatdown Outdoors products by visiting BeatdownOutdoors.com. Vibrating jigs are a great choice for any time of year, and the Kamikaze Swim On is a perfect match for any vibrating jig. Two sizes and the unique tail design gives it a bait fish profile and a great swimming action for realism. There are 17 colors. See them all at BigBiteBaits.com. The Spro Little John crankbait has been around for almost 15 years, and it is one of my go-to crankbaits whenever I need a fish in the boat, so you can never have enough new colors. That's why Spro is coming out with a handful of new colors, including Pearl Shad, which has this bleached out white look, but it's got this pearlescent, really, really pretty. We've got Copper Shad, which looks amazing in the water. It's got that purple flake on the back, really, really pops in the water. And then if you want some real pop, we've got Sparkle Shad, nothing but sparkles all over this thing. And then last but not least, we've got the matte sexy shad just a really different looking color for a crankbait so you want to give them a little different look that matte sexy shad is definitely the one to go with all these colors are available in the original little john and the md combining one of the most popular hook styles with gamakatsu's beefier superline offering the gamakatsu superline offset round bend delivers the strength necessary to target big fish in heavy cover. Well-suited for braided line and heavier fluorocarbon, the Gamakatsu Superline Offset Round Bend is built using stronger Superline wire that allows anglers to easily fish a finesse worm around heavy cover. The Round Bend offers a larger bite area, perfect for any worm presentation, while increasing your hookup ratios. The newly enhanced Z-Bend holds your plastics on the hook longer, reducing the number of pull-offs and reducing damage to plastics. Available in 2-0, 3-0, 4-0, and 5-0, this is the most durable worm hook, designed for heavier lines that hold your bait on longer. The new Android series is the peak of the Denali lineup and offers the ultimate Denali experience. The Android series features 36-ton multi-directional graphite combined with interlock blank technology for added strength. Each rod is outfitted with royal titanium guides that will not fail. The blank is fitted into an easy-touch, soft-feel EVA foam grip with exposed blank reel seat. This all allows the Android to transmit every movement of your bait and even the most subtle bites. The Android series is the finest rod Denali has ever made and offers an angler the ultimate fishing experience with a limited lifetime warranty. See the full lineup of Android rods at DenaliRods.com. All right, welcome back, BTL, on a Wednesday with the man Bradley Hallman in studio talking about the Heisman Trophy winner of bass fishing for 2022. We had our six guys. We got it down to three. We brought them to the stump on the shores of Sam Rayburn. And I said I would open up the phone lines. It has been a very spirited discussion on the instant message. Now, we're about to narrow this down to two right now. 
The final three are Dustin Connell, Michael Neal, and Jacob Wheeler, and we've just given our case for all three of those. If you would like to hit up the Sunline Hotline before we cut and crown, that number is 405-253-5543. Go ahead and call in now if you have. If you think we've snubbed someone, if you think there should be someone on that list, if you think we cut someone we weren't supposed to cut, or if you want to make your case for either Wheeler, Neal, or Connell. Do you know which direction this is going to go? Because I legit didn't go through any of this till the show because I wanted it to be a natural reaction on how we paired I have, I have no idea, and, and I really don't. And, you know, when I started, I'll, I'll throw this out there. I mean, when I started, I thought, well, it's going to be Wheeler hands down. But we made our criteria list, and I think that's how we get to we – both, we both thought that criteria list was strong, yes. right? Yes. So I think it's time we pull that thing out. And I don't know that we're going to get down to a final two. Okay, we got a call coming in. Let's work on these three. Thanks for calling in to BTL with Matt and Brad. Who are we talking with? Colin. Hello. Colin? Hello? Yes. Yes. Colin. Yes, Colin. All right, right, Colin. You got a question, comment, thoughts on this? Uh Uh-huh. Uh, my comment was I had to go with Jacob Wheeler's number one, and then um, Michael Neal's number two, and Dustin Canella's number three. That was my take. Okay. And Wheeler is number one in your book. Why? He's never had one bad event all year. With an 11th, that's the lowest finish. And that schedule, being everywhere from Texas to up north, not falling once is pretty impressive. All right, that's a that's a valid point. We haven't talked about that. Are we punishing guys for low finishes? You know, Michael Neal had a hundred and fifth place finish, Brad. It's a triple digit finish. He also fished more events. He also fished twice as many events. Correct. All right. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Yep. He makes some good points. He does. Let's go to the criteria list. Pull that sucker out. What's number one on the criteria list? I said if you want to call in before we go to that. Sunline hotline number 405-253-5543. Number one is championships. All right. So let's start there. Let's start at championships. Well, we of don't, our three guys. We don't have any championships because we don't have Christy or Bob. But we do have Michael Neal. No, we don't have Michael well, Neal either. What do you mean we don't have Michael Neal? We, have Michael we don't Neal. have any of these three. Did not win the championship. Okay. So let's... Where I need a pen and paper. I need a pen and paper. There you go. Thanks, sir. So All none right. of those three anglers won the championship. We don't have Spencer Shuffle. We don't have Bob Lane. And we don't have Jason Christie. Okay. So championships now becomes... Are not punishing... Jason Christie for his bad event. It's just the the body of work surrounding it, right? Correct. He won. He had a championship. But, I mean, dude, you're dealing with guys who never finished below 11th and one angler of the year. Correct. You're dealing with a guy who won three events, two back-to-back, and you're dealing with a guy who won angler of the year, won an event, and was top 10 in the other and fish 17 events like if you were to do if we were to do a top 10 then yes 100 percent. 
Jason Christie would be on that. Spencer Shuffield would be on that. Jason wouldn't argue about this. He would agree. I'd he'd argue about it just because it's me. You give me that little look. I think he won the classic, so he could really care less. That's a good point. <laughs> the biggest, the craziest thing that I ever saw him do. You know what he did after he won the classic? The following morning, he signed the ramp. Really, he autographed the ramp. They had a big, giant, you know, Lake Hartwell Bassmaster Classic uh-huh. deal, uh-huh. and he signed the ramp. That's cool. The morning after you win the Bassmaster Classic, that might be the coolest thing I've ever heard of. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right, so the second criteria then goes down to Angler of the Year titles. Okay, let's get there. Dustin Connell, no. Are you keeping track of this? I am. Dustin Connell, no Angler of the Year. Okay. Michael Neal, Angler of the Year in the Pro Circuit. Okay. Top 10 on the BPT. Jacob Wheeler, most dominating Angler of the Year in BPT. 70 points over... Uh, Jordan Lee, 100 points over Alton Jones. Lowest finish was 11th. Finished top 10 in Red Crest, but did not win a championship or win a tournament. And only fished like 10 events, I think. Okay. Nine or 10 events. I'm going to call that a tie between Wheeler and Neal because Neal's going to get more points for fishing more tournaments, right? Yeah. And he performed in those by finishing in the top 10 in the AOI in one circuit and wins a lower-level circuit AOI. Okay. And it is. So let's, let's put so that, what it so is. So that makes Dustin Connell, after we do the Angler of the Year if, titles, if those were our only third. If those were our only two criteria, he would be in third. Okay, so let's go to the next one. <laughs> I love this. The next criteria, the third criteria is wins. <laughs> Jacob Wheeler, zero wins. Gotcha. Michael Neal, one win at the pro circuit level. Okay. Not at the BPT or Elite Series level. Dustin Connell. Now, th- now, there's a difference in field size there as well. Yeah, 150 guys versus 80. Okay. Then you, do you want to go through the talent comparison or whatever? I'm just saying. Okay. I, I mean, dude, I still look at that as a as a professional it is. tour level it, it, win, it, it, no I, doubt. I, I Especially this year. I, I look at I it as a tour level win. I mean, we're counting opens at Toyota's too. Yes, so. one, one, okay. one, one, one. Dustin Connell won uh, three out of the seven events that he fished this year. all right all right okay all right wow he won a 40 42 percent of the uh, bass pro tour events in 2022 and that's all he fished that's all he fished all right okay so neil with a win connell with three wins and wheeler with couple of seconds no wins all right fourth criteria where are you ranking them after this then because you had connell in third but connell can't have three wins if that's our third most important and the other two combined for one if you look at it by the numbers and the criteria that we are allowing for the most valuable points dustin connell has to be one connell is leading at this point okay so connell just went from the from the outhouse to the penthouse. Correct. Even with considering the angler of the years and all that. 100%. Okay. 
Okay, fourth fourth one. Ready? Yep. Top ten finishes. Okay. Jacob Wheeler had seven of them. Okay. He he only he his lowest finish was eleventh. Okay. The entire year. Michael Neal. Hold on, let me pull this back up. Uh, Michael Neal had a third, had three top tens out of the seven events at, and on the pro circuit. Okay. So he had as many top tens on the pro cir- or on the BPT that Connell had wins. So just keep keep, keep his. That's how many top tens Neal had. Connell had wins three. Right. He had a, he had two thirds and a tenth. And then he also had a tenth at Redcrest, so that's four, four out of the seven, eight, nine events that he fished there. Okay. I think. Yeah, and then on the pro circuit, like I said, <clears throat> Michael Neal had. Don't give me the spinning bar of death. Come on. He had a first, a tenth, a third, and a fourth. So out of the one, two, three, four, five, out of the six regular season events on the pro circuit, he had one, two, three. He had four. He had a first, a third, a fourth, and a tenth. Okay. And he had how many in the BPT? Four? Four and four? Yeah. Okay, so he has eight one, top two, tens? Three, four. Yeah. Out of eight top tens out of uh, one, two, three, four, five... Six, seven, eight, nine plus one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Nine plus seven is sixteen. He topped in half the events he fished fifty percent of the time, and won an event and one angler of the year, and won an event and angler of the year, and fished twice as much as either of those other guys. All right, where is Connell in top tens? Uh, Connell finished third in stage three, fourth in red crest, sixth in heavy hitters. Stage three. So he has three wins. Good Lord. Three wins, a third, a fourth, a sixth. Hold on. I just got to go through his stuff. That's six right now. Out of nine Did events. He, he must, I wonder if he finished like last in the other ones. Results. Dustin Connell first. Stage six. Dustin Connell first. Stage five. He would have had to have completely bombed. Right? Because it's hard to win three and not be, like, right there. Dustin Connell finished 31st in stage five. Stage four... Stage four, he finished 77th out of 79, out of 80. 77th out of 80. He only got three points in stage four. Okay. Stage three, he won. And then he went in heavy hitters. He had a, a sixth in heavy hitters, a fourth in red crest. Stage three, he won. Stage two, he had to suck in stage two, too, didn't he? All right. And then stage one. He would have had to. Hold on. Let me let me try to find him here. Right now, I've got him at six. Okay. I'm just saying, 
I don't know why they can't just put their finishes on the Angler of the Year stuff. It does not make any sense to me. Oh, he finished 17th. Okay. And then in stage one... He finished 61st. Okay. So, so that's he, how you win three and don't compete for the Angler of the Year, I guess. He had a 61st and a 77th. Okay. So our top tens are not going to count as much criteria-wise as championships, AOIs, and wins, but they're still fourth on the list. And right now, Wheeler has seven, Neil has eight, and Connell had six. Say that again? Neil leads with eight. And you cannot punish him for fishing more More events because that is actually a criteria that might bump him ahead in the future. Correct. Seven with Wheeler and six with Connell. Now, I do keep in mind that they only fished the BPT and they both have seven and six top tens. Along with Connell's three wins, in my book, Connell's still leading. I agree. I I think it stays the same. Okay. It goes Connell, Wheeler, Neal still. I agree. That does not change things. All right, so that was top 10 finishes. Uh, let's check the instant feedback and see what people uh, are saying. It may be Connell, Neil, and then Wheeler right now. I agree with that. You're right now that you mention it. Okay. Because that's eight, eight, 50% of the events. I know that, that that Wheeler did it too, but like I said, half as many. Neil has a win Yep. that Wheeler doesn't No, have. but we were just talking about top 10 finishes right now. But Neil we, has more top 10s yep, than and, Wheeler. Okay. So Connell, Neil, and Wheeler now halfway through our criteria. Yes. God, do you have to be somewhere? It's we're at hour twenty two minutes in. I didn't even realize that. I didn't even look. <laughs> I'm at having the clock. fun with it. It's a little drag with having to look things up on the website, but we're getting there. I'm sorry. I You're know. doing much faster than I would. Okay. Next one is uh Angler of the Year standings. Obviously Michael Neal won on that. He was top ten in the uh BPT standings as well. Wheeler blew away the Egler of the year standings and uh, Connell was a little bit back, didn't didn't compete at all. So, uh, what did he finish? I want to say like thirteenth. Okay, and Neil finished first on the pro circuit and what on the BPT? Tenth. Oh my gosh! So see, he gets some extra bonus points there. Okay. Now we're looking at. This is the category that Neil definitely gets the bump because he won Angler of the Year in the Pro Circuit. And he was And then he finished 10th in the BPT. And Wheeler is first in the BPT and Connell is 13th. Yes. So now you have to determine how much do you put the three wins and everything else. Now, now this is not for winning AOI. We've already given them credit for winning AOI, right? Wheeler got credit and Neil got credit early on. Now we're just looking at standings in the AOI. They're both going to get more credit than Connell at this point. This but, is going to even it back up. But Neil, who was in second, gets things a little bit tighter. Mm-hmm. But I still think it's Connell with the three wins and the six top tens. Yep, I agree. All right, what's sixth? Sixth is money earned. Oh, my gosh. Let's, I really am interested in this part. This This may be what ends up splitting – Okay, so on the BPT, Jacob Wheeler had $212,000. Okay. 
What happened to our screen up there? Oh, I just pulled it. There you go. Okay. Michael Neal had 119,482, but then he also had 172,500 on the pro circuit. So add those. What are those two numbers? 172 and 119. 172 plus 119, $291,000 for Michael Neal. Dustin Connell had 327,482. Say that again. 327,482. 327,000. Okay. So coming into this, Connell still a little ahead. We get into the money earnings, and it is Wheeler in third with 212,000, Neil in, Neil in second with 291, and Connell leading with 327. With half the events. Of- with half the events. He and Wheeler both with half the events of Neil. So Connell stays in the lead. Yes. Holy cow! The the, the uh, feedback is and, just... and, and and Neil still stays in second too. Neil is still in front of Wheeler, definitely. Yes. So the next one then is uh, number of events fished and against the field size. Connell and, and Wheeler fished the same number of events, which was uh, which was Nine. seven with two. With the red crest and the heavy hitters. So, so nine, nine events. Nine events. And we're not taking the cups or any of that stuff into consideration. And Neil fished uh Neil fished seven on the seven and so 16. nine sixteen. So Neil stays in second. Uh Neil is leading that one. Yep. Okay. Value added to the industry outside of tournaments. This is the last this is number eight. This is the last criteria. So obviously it's going to impact it the least but it is also still going to impact it. Uh, just on YouTube, social media, and all that stuff, Neil's old school. He doesn't put out, pump out that content every single day. Yep. Now, Neil is very valuable to the industry behind the scenes with the Dayton Boat Dock and how smart he is I and agree. what he does on the business side and I how agree. he handles product. and what. But... If we're talking about this for the MVP, this isn't the behind the scenes MVP. This is, <laughs> yeah. I think Wheeler has to move ahead of Neil. Um, or let's not. just rank them one through three of their out of tournament. What what was the criteria exactly? How did we value work? added to industry outside of tournaments? I agree that Michael Neal's is more behind the scene. And that the general public doesn't see that. And what we're talking about is, is his ownership of a tackle store and his involvement in bait and tackle design with the companies that he works with. He is heavily involved, and a lot of times his name is not always associated with a lot of the work that he does behind the scene. But I would venture to say that Wheeler has a lot of that same type of involvement as well with the companies that he works with and probably Connell as well. So I'm going to put... Without a shadow of a doubt, in my mind, Neil is third in this category between mm-hmm. these two guys. He's in third. Wheeler and Connell. Connell has a huge influence on YouTube, but it mm-hmm. is not 
what Wheeler's is. No. Now, they work together, right? Yep. And they bounce off each other. But Wheeler is going to win this category, and I don't think anybody's going to argue about that. And Connell is going to be second, which quite honestly is huge, um, especially at his age that he has accomplished this. Um, when this is said and done, this is not the result that I thought we would come out with. Um, Here, you write your three and I'll write my three and we'll see how close they are. Well, I think we're on the same page here. We are. Well, let's just do the same page. I just don't know that our second and third is going to be the same. Okay. We'll start on third, three, two, one. We'll start at third. In third, I've got Jacob Wheeler. He's first in influence. Well, yes, and with what he does. But he has he has he's tied for the least amount of events. He has the least amount of money earned. He does have an AOY. He has he is he is second in top tens. He has zero wins, which now we're getting up into the really stuff that matters. And but he does have an AOY. Yep. Which is more important than wins. Yes. But he didn't win. And he fished nine tournaments this year. I agree. Neil won an Angler of the Year. He won a tournament. He fished twice as many tournaments and I, won I, more money. I agree, dude. Wheeler's I, in. I, I would have never done this without a criteria list. I would have thought Wheeler would have been a runaway winner without a shot. That's what I thought when we came in and sat down. That's what I thought. where I thought we were going to be. I did. When I sat down this morning and we talked about this, that's where I thought it was going to be. So we've got Wheeler in third. We agree on that? Wheeler's in third. Okay. Now, the final two. The most important thing that we have on our list is championship. Neither Connell or Michael Neal have a championship win. Um, AOI, Michael Neal has one. Connell does not. In wins, Connell has three. <laughs> To one. To one. And that's the number third criteria, and neither of them have a championship or an Angler of the Year title. Top tens, Connell has six, and Neil has eight. Twice as many events, though. But we're not holding that against them. We're okay. giving them credit for that. Okay. And that's how we give them yep. credit, is no, by not holding that against I them. I see. Um, AOYs. AOI standings. Standings. Obviously, Neil won in the one, but they were virtually tied on the BPT. Neil finished 10th and 13th. And 13th. That's a wash. Number of events fish, Neil. Um, oh, money earned. Money earned. Connell blows this one out. 327,000 to 291. Connell. Number of events fished. 16 to 9. Someone's saying Connell doesn't have six top tens. Let me let me double check this. Connell leads with social media. Hold on. Influence outside of the industry. This. Stage three was first. 2022 Red Crest. He was fourth. Heavy hitters, he was sixth. There's three, right? Yep. And he wins the last two. Okay, that's five. 
And then stage five. I don't know. I had him in third. He's got five. It was my fault. He's got that five, maybe my not fault. six. Okay. No, I've said he. I said he. I said he had six. He has five. He finished thirty-first now. In my bad. Okay. Five. Thank you for. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for pointing that out. Thank you for clearing that up. So he has five top tens to eight. All right, let's start from the beginning once more because <laughs> this is getting closer. Championships, neither of them have a Nobody championship. Nobody has a championship. Angler of the Year title, Michael Neal has a pro circuit. Michael Neal's leading. Wins 3-1, to one, Connell, three BPTs versus one pro circuit. That puts that puts Connell in the front. Top 10 finishes, eight Michael Neal between pro circuit and BPT events, and five for Dustin Connell in nine events. Oh, my gosh. AOI standings virtually tied. The ones that they compare, Michael Neal was 10th. Connell was 13th. He obviously won the I, I, I don't know that that's a tie. Michael Neal gets a first and a 10th. He beat him in head-to-head competition and outside of conference play. Yep. Money earned. Connell gets the nod on that one. Yes. Number of events fished against the field size. Michael Neal. Michael Neal gets it. Value added to the industry outside of tournaments. Connell gets it. So what are the check marks? Because that's basically how it comes down to it. And well, if it, because the top two check marks don't matter, so the most integral checkpoint between these two is wins. That's here, the number one. Here, here, here's a problem with our criteria list that you said was the greatest criteria list of all time. It is an even number of criterias, so we could potentially just go down and check mark. Now they're not as equally valued. So maybe that's our John separation. also points out if you want to add the the hundred K in for Wheeler winning the Angler of the Year. I just did the tournament winnings because that's kind of not fair because Michael Neal basically didn't get anything for winning Angler of the Year. Are you the serious? Pro circuit. I think he got his entry fees paid for this year. Are you kidding me? I'm serious. So that's why I left that out of the equation. That's that, a good reason to leave it out. Yeah. That should have been a hundred K. Gets his entry fees. And with that 100K, if he would have won it, would have put him ahead of Connell in earnings if he had paid that, but would not put Wheeler in front. Wheeler would still be behind Connell in season earnings. Even with another 100K? Even with another 100K. Not by much, but 15000 or so. 15000 exactly, actually. Uh I don't know that this is going to end up the way we thought it was going to end up when we started down this. I don't know what to do. What are the check marks? Put the check uh, marks. That's what I'm doing. I'm so count- who gets I'm wins? Count- I'm just, I'm who just gets ca- wins? That's one. We have eight criterias. Let me yeah. tell you this. We have eight criterias, and Connell wins three of the criterias, whereas Neil wins, wins three. Because the top two don't. Oh, no, Neil wins. He wins four. Angler of the Year titles. Yes. One, two, three, four, five. No. Four. Four. He wins four. Three to four because neither of them won the championships. That's correct. And the most heavily weighted one, Neil wins. AOI. Now, the the next most heavily weighted is wins, and Connell is two to one on him. Two to one. I mean, he's got three. (laughs) And he's got one. Uh, top tens, Neil. AOI. Neil gets the gets the check mark on that. 
earnings for the year. Connell. We're waiting the criteria. Dude, we got – let's do it. Let's call it. I'm going to go Michael Neal. I didn't think I was going to. I am too. I'm going to go Michael Neal. And it is the fact that he fished more tournaments. is going to push him over the edge. And we did not subtract or deduct for that. Like, we gave them credit for it. Mm-hmm. And I think you should. You stuck your neck out there more. So this is the list for 2022. Michael Neal, Dustin Connell, Jacob Wheeler, Brandon Polinick, Brandon Lester, Dakota Ebert. Yeah. Great list. Let us know what you think. <laughs> that did not come out at all like I thought it would. Clay Williamson said my phone just shatters against the wall. <laughs> He's claiming, just like at the Heisman, that because Michael Neal's affiliated with Big Bite Bates, we picked him. That's I not true. did not think we were going. I thought it would be Wheeler, Connell, Michael Neal. I, I, I was Connell. When we just if we'd have just blurted out without doing the check marks and looking at it three and four and five times, I was Connell. I, dude, I've got a lot of respect for three trophies in the house. Look at this. Sean wants a tie. Jason Mitchell wants co-champion. You can't have co-champions. We don't have co-champion Heismans. The extended body of work. Clay is not a face, and I'm just glad this is over. <laughs> <laughs> the extended body of work by Michael Neal this year puts him over in 2022. Mm-hmm. He gets absolutely nothing for this, but... <laughs> Kind of like his AOI <laughs> that he won. He's the only one that had to sit in a chair for an hour and a half while everyone else is drunk and eating steak at the stump. <laughs> uh, now these three guys can go have some steak and whiskey. Good show, man. Good show. That was fun. That William was Clark fun, said, Connell. Connell would have kicked butt if he dropped down to fish lower level. Should not count that against Connell. Guess what, though? He didn't. He didn't, do didn't. It. That's right. And it was still a professional level that had $100,000 for first place and 150 anglers and a $5,000 entry fee. So That's right. Ifs and butts were candy and nuts every day would be Christmas. But I'm sure Connell <laughs> was very happy with his season and earnings for the year. Uh, anything else, Brad, before we get out of here? Uh, no, that was wonderful. That was a lot of fun, dude. And it did not expect the outcome and did not foresee what we were even doing today when I walked in the door. So this is great. That was a lot of fun, dude. All right. For those that stuck with us for the entire show as we worked our way through this, you literally saw what we would have done if we had done it. I was like, dude, we're going to do it on air. We're going to show exactly how the process went down. I said, we used to do this. No one did it. It's hard to combine the stats from everything. I do think that for 2023 season, we do need to add one more criteria to make it a little bit easier to distinguish. What's that? I don't know what that what that is, but I think one needs to be added. You don't think eight's a good number? I think it's an even number. I think you need an odd oh, number. Oh, in case someone's tied. I see what you're saying. Yep. Smart thinking, Brad. All right. All right. You got any YouTubes coming out? No. Not today. You ready for the Elite Series? I am working on that feverishly feverishly all right this has been another edition of btl on a wednesday with brad hallman day four number 95 tomorrow with the man frank scalish we'll see you then